Welcome to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. Marietta First is a community of disciples dedicated to living and serving faithfully our local community of Marietta, Georgia, and around the world. We are glad you're here. It is our prayer that this podcast offers you hope and grace on your own journey of faith. This morning's reading comes from the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who had believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Please be seated. Well, it is um, it's my pleasure to say again, Merry Christmas to you all. It is, I hope that your morning was full of, of joy and cheer and uh, that, uh, I know, Junia, I'm going to get y'all out as soon as I can, I promise. She's excited to go see grandparents. Uh, but I suppose that maybe it's a little bit cliche to, to remind you all again that the true gift and wonder of Christmas that we celebrate is that God the very God who created everything that is became one of us and lived our lives and died our deaths and yet still lives. And if you've spent some time in church, you might be familiar with the phrase, uh, the term incarnation. That's the word that we use to describe what happened on Christmas when God became one of us in the person of Jesus. And I'm not going to spend my brief time this morning on a uh, theological lecture on how that is possible. Uh, I think uh, a a lengthy diatribe on theology and ontology uh, would not be a very welcome Christmas gift for you all. So instead, I, I want to give you permission to not understand this complicated scripture and believe it anyway. Uh, St. Augustine once said that if you can comprehend it, it isn't really God. And that feels really freeing to me, especially as I read a scripture like this that that, um, seems complicated in its simplicity. And the scripture this morning from John 
works to try and help us understand what truly happened at Christmas. And it works through metaphor. It talks about word and light, and it uses these images to help us try and understand exactly what was going on, what God did when God came to us and became one of us. And the scripture says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. I think by calling Jesus the word, something that communicates to me is that sometimes there's just not enough words to express exactly what we need to say. The gospel called Jesus God's word because the depth of God's love for us all simply could not be communicated through any normal speech, even God's speech. There were not words to tell us all how much and how deeply we are loved by our creator. And so God showed up. See, I could try to explain to you all in my own way how much you are loved. I could try to explain to you how much I, I love my children. I, I love my wife. I love my family. I love our community. But I'm afraid that there just are not words to communicate the depth of that love. Because love was never really meant to be explained. It was meant to be felt. No words could ever do justice to the relationship that God wanted to have with each of us. And so, God, instead of telling us, showed up, became one of us, and lived among us. And the wonder that we celebrate at Christmas is that God continues to show up in our lives. The incarnation, the, the God becoming one of us, God living with us, God being intimately present in our lives was not a one-time thing that happened in Christmas a long time ago. It's something that happens now. It is happening at this very moment. This very Christmas morning, God is closer to us than the next breath we are going to take. The word of God came down and lived among us and continues to live among us. And this is the true gift and message of Christmas. Um, one of my spiritual heroes and, and mentors from afar is a, a Franciscan friar named Richard Rohr who said it this way, I'll paraphrase a bit, but that you cannot think your way into this kind of radiant expansive relationship. You have to instead be caught in a relationship of love and awe with your creator, and it often comes slowly through contemplation and, and mirroring and presence. But the Christ is always given freely, and our only part in this process is to reach out and grab hold of it every now and then. Uh, there's a poem that I want to share as well from a, a German mystic named Meister Eckhart um, that I think communicates this as well. 
He said, in times of doubt, I forget that you are not a God of thoughts to be found in concepts or theories, but that you are the source of my life and the radiance that shines forth in all that is. And then I remember that mine is the work of learning to see you as the radiance that shines forth in all that is, even in the dark, even in me. And so the other image that the scripture uses is light. It says that in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There's a reason, I think, that lights are such a common sign at Christmas. Right? We, we string lights on our trees, and we, uh, some of us put lights on the outside of our house. Some of us create whole light orbs and hang from trees, right? Um, it's a Marietta thing that I hadn't really seen before. But we also, we light candles as a sign of, of hope, especially during this season where we have the longest nights of the year. We light these things and we, we string lights on our trees and, and hang light balls on our trees outside as a sign of light shining against the darkness this time of year. My daughter Iris has a, uh, a unicorn nightlight. It's one of her favorite gifts that she got from my mother a few years ago. Um, it lights up her whole room at night. It's, it's really, really small, but it's super effective, and it helps her because the things that were scary in the dark before are not so scary when her nightlight is on. The uh, snakes climbing down her wall when the nightlight is on, she sees are really just ribbons that Rachel has hung to organize her hair bow collection. Uh, that monster in the corner is really a stuffed teddy bear that she had forgotten about the day before. It's only a small thing, but it lights up her entire room and helps her to sleep comfortably and safely. And so when the scripture this morning says that the darkness did not overcome the light, what it is really saying is that the darkness cannot overcome the light. The darkness could never overcome the light because that's not in the nature of darkness or light. On the other hand, it only takes a tiny light to illuminate an entire room and dispel all of the darkness in my daughter's bedroom. One of the other things that Iris loves are things that glow in the dark. Uh, she has, I've bought her shirts that glow in the dark, toys that glow in the dark. Uh, one of the weirder ones that I thought uh, she really wanted some glow in the dark slime. And so I bought that for her at, at one point. Um, and the way all the glow in the dark stuff works, I had to actually look it up because I, I, I don't know anything about science. Um, but they use phosphorescent dyes. And so these phosphors are in the dyes and they absorb visible light. And then when it's dark, it radiates it back out. And so whenever she gets something new, she brings it to me, a new glow-in-the-dark toy, and I have this super powerful flashlight that I'll turn and, and flash on it for, you know, a minute or two, and then she'll take it from me and she'll run into our downstairs bathroom, which is the only room in our house that doesn't have windows anywhere, and she'll shut the door so it's entirely dark, and then it's really, really weird to hear my five-year-old just giggle uncontrollably in the bathroom but she's looking at her new glow-in-the-dark toy or shirt or whatever as it lights up uh, the bathroom in this kind of ghostly green glow that glow-in-the-dark things do, but she loves it. 
John says that Jesus is the source of light that shines against the darkness in our world. And in Matthew, Jesus goes on to tell his followers that they are the light of the world. So the hope, the love, the joy, the peace, the grace of Christ is so strong that not only does it shine on us, but that it cannot help but permeate our very souls and we, in turn, shine that upon our world. And so that's what I want to leave you with this Christmas, is that the the present God truly gave us was God's presence among us. Every minute of every day, closer than we could ever understand it. And that we, in turn, as people of God, absorb that light, that love, that grace, that hope, and our job is to shine that into the dark corners and dark places within our world, to bring the light of hope where there is hopelessness, to bring the light of joy where there is despair, to bring the light of peace where there is division. These are the jobs that we are called to as disciples of Christ, and that call is stronger than ever on Christmas morning. And I will close with this. Um, Last night, Julie read a piece from Howard Thurman on Christmas, and I will close with a different piece from Howard Thurman on Christmas. It's a poem that he composed called I Will Light Candles This Christmas. I will light candles this Christmas, candles of joy despite all the sadness, candles of hope where despair keeps watch, candles of courage for fears ever present, Candles of peace for tempest-tossed days. Candles of grace to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all my living. Candles that will burn all year long. May it be so with us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. For more information about Marietta First United Methodist Church, we invite you to connect with us online at mariettafumc.org or on Facebook at Marietta FUMC.